Welcome back to another episode of the 8 Tracks, Cassettes, and Stereos podcast. Episode 24, a Christmas episode. As always, you can find the 8 Tracks, Cassettes, and Stereos podcast on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you're on the old Instagram, make sure you give us a like, follow uh, at the handle 8 Tracks, Cassettes, Stereos. My name is Nick. What's up, gang? It's Mike. And folks, for uh, for all of you out there, Merry Christmas. Uh, by the time you get listening to this episode, it'll be a couple of days before the big day. And uh, accordingly, and uh, we figured we'd get in the holiday spirit for this episode. Figured most of you guys would be traveling, maybe going seeing friends and family. And we wanted to make sure we gave you uh, an episode of the pod here to get you through the holiday season. And since we're close to Christmas, we thought was only appropriate that we bring maybe the biggest Christmas aficionado on the podcast that we know. Returning as a reoccurring guest, we have our dad, Tom Schwingbeck, joining the show again. Welcome back, Dad. Hey, thanks. What's up, Dad? Welcome Dex? to all the listeners. I'm pretty excited about this episode. I do love Christmas. Yeah, exactly. You know, you've been listening to Christmas music since on uh, what? Since November 1st on Chicago 93.9, the light. I, I, yeah, I did promise I wouldn't listen to it until November 1st. And uh, I did refrain from uh, watching Christmas movies until after Thanksgiving. I promised you guys I wouldn't uh, watch any Christmas in July or start watching them early. But I did have to click on 93.9 on the Chicago FM band. Well, we're happy to have you back on. Like I said, you're probably the biggest Christmas aficionado that we know. And uh, a little bit later in the show, like I said, we got a big episode here, a big holiday episode. We thought it was only appropriate to give you guys another snake draft. Quick turnaround, um, which we'll get into a little bit later. But before that, let's get into the regular weekly shenanigans here. And I wanted to kick it off with a question to both of you since it is the Christmas episode. What is each of your guys' favorite holiday traditions? You go first, Dexter. Well, I would I would say probably one of my favorite traditions, you know, besides Christmas itself, and we put up a, a tree and put out the uh, the room of snow globes every year. Uh, every year I add a snow globe to the collection, but probably one of my favorite traditions that we've done over the years is on Christmas morning, we make a a big breakfast and we sit around and have breakfast and light a fire and play Christmas songs and just get together with, uh, with our immediate family. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Steve and I uh, were able to be at Christmas a couple years ago together. I think my favorite tradition is uh, the games we play on Christmas Day with the cousins, specifically the peep the person <laughs> game, because uh, the boys team always wins, you know. That's yeah, that's uh, that's a running joke. We the boys team never wins. We have we never won. We, <laughs> no, we won last year. Me and no, my team no. with Danny won. We finally no, won. No, we did not. <laughs> yeah, well, running joke in the family. Too. We we do these uh, Christmas games every year at our uh, aunt and uncle's house, and we do battle of the sexes. And needless to say, I think the uh, the women are on a twenty year heater. I don't I don't yeah. think the the guys have ever won, but maybe never know. Maybe this year the boys turn it around. Right. Um, I think my favorite tradition, you know, naturally, you know, I like to get in the holiday spirit around the first of December. Try and sneak in a couple of Christmas movies, uh, my favorite of which is It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, and then just setting up the tree, getting the apartment all decorated. And uh, like I said, I, I try and slow roll the holidays. But once it gets to December 1st, I, as you can see, I got the Santa hat on. I get, again, the holiday spirit. So, um, so yeah, I well, guess. I did, uh, I did forget It's a Wonderful Life because I've been watching that movie with with you guys for for probably a couple of decades as long as you can remember so that was always a big tradition 
getting a little teary-eyed on Christmas Eve, never a bad it, thing. So it gets to me, uh, gets to me every time, especially uh, when at the very end of the movie when he toasts him and he said to my big brother George, the richest man in town. I'm getting choked up just talking about it. <laughs> there you go, there you go. So we'll have. We'll be running that back, I'm sure, in a week or so here uh, once we get closer to the to the big day. But I guess before we get heavy on the Christmas talk and into the snake draft, you know, there was a couple of other heavy hitting topics I wanted to talk about. Um, if you were following our Instagram page over the last couple of weeks and listening to the last episode of the podcast, uh, you'll know that I was boots on the ground at the Black Keys concert a couple of weeks ago in Chicago at the Aragon Ballroom. So wanted to just recap that for all the fans here give you guys some uh some thoughts uh, since i was at the aragon ballroom for the first time um so it's been a heavy concert year as you guys both know for me uh, this is my last one most likely of the year um i would say if you look at it in a vacuum it was a great show it was a great time they played all the hits uh, there wasn't a lot of filler in there, and and uh, the Aragon Ballroom lived up to the hype for sure. I don't know if either of you guys have been there before, but it's a very iconic concert venue in Chicago. Um, they had designed it to look like an outdoor concert venue that's in Spain. So it's like all this like terracotta and like very like European outdoor um, vibe, and then the ceiling of it is painted like the night sky, like the Milky Way and all these constellations and stuff. It's really cool. Um, so the venue is top notch um, and the concert was amazing. Like I said, they played the hits. Uh, the vibe was great. Um, you know, I don't know if you, I, I assume you guys aren't super big Black Keys fans, but for me, this was a concert that was four years in the making. Uh, long time A-Tracks listeners will know that I've been waiting to see these guys for a long time. Had the opportunity in 2019 but couldn't get off work and so this was the uh another white whale for me it was a great time um i will say before i get into some more of the uh the rundown of the top moments and set list and stuff my one gripe with it and i'll get it out of the way early was that um it was part of q101's uh concert like christmas concert bash q101 is the alternative radio station in chicago um and like typically, you know, with an opener, the opener plays for what, like 25, maybe 30 minutes, depending on how big the opener is. The op- They had two openers. Both of them played for like over an hour. So like we showed up, they, the show started at seven. We got there around eight thinking the openers would be done. <laughs> Local H, which is another like 90s alternative band, they were still playing. They played for like an hour. So... I was like, we got there and we were like ready to see the Black Keys. And then we were just sitting around watching openers for a little bit, which was kind of annoying. But once the Black Keys started playing, uh, they were awesome. Like I said, you know, for those that don't know, they're I'd say they're a good throwback to like classic rock and like alternative rock, blues rock. Um, So like I think they do a good job of like bridging the gap between like older generations of music fans and like the younger generation as well um and the set list was awesome like like if you're a black keys fan pretty much every song was a heater they opened up with uh i got mine gold on the ceiling tighten up uh, and then they shifted into like low high everlasting light heavy soul howling for you wild child and then they came back for the encore with their two biggest songs which are little black submarines and lonely boys so yeah i'd say overall where it ranks in like the concerts from this year it was it was near the top. I don't think it was the best one I saw this year, but it was probably one of the better concerts I've been doing in a long time. So if you ever have the chance to make it to the Aragon Ballroom, I would highly, highly recommend. It was super cool. Yeah. So I know, like I said, you guys, I don't think either of you guys are very big Black Keys fans. And uh, I guess I'm curious to get your thoughts. I don't know if you guys I have am. any, but assuming man assuming you're i didn't well, I, I wouldn't have uh, taken you for a big black keys fan mike i, uh, I do enjoy I, I listened to them or i did try and listen to a couple of their songs to see if i recognized them and the only one i really recognized was gold on the ceiling 
You know, I think everyone talks about the black keys being sharp and flat keys on a piano, but I like I like the ivory more. Okay, jeez, come on, guy. But yeah, there. Our band used to play black keys songs back in college. I'm a I'm a big fan, so you know, I was fat. I was very happy. I finally got to see them. Um, like I said, it was four four years in the making. Um, to see it at a special venue, it was me, Kalen. Uh, eight tracks listeners will know Austin and uh, and his fiance. So it's good crew, good vibe, great show overall. So big big fan. Like I said, just wish they would have played a little longer. They only played for about an hour and a half. So would have liked a little bit of. Set list, though. I know, but set list. I know. I just I think it was maybe like I the openers just played too long. So I was just like sitting there like waiting waiting for the black keys and then. You know, I felt like it was over in a in a second. So. Hey man, you guys said it for Dead and Co. Not every band can play for three four hours. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Like John Mayer played for like over two hours when I saw him at the UC a couple months ago. He has a massive set. Like he's got a massive uh, anthology. I think the Black Keys have a big big discography too, but maybe I'm. I don't think so. Maybe I'm a little off base. They haven't, to say, new, they haven't made a, a big album in a while. They've made albums the last two years. They've been very yeah, successful. Yeah, but like, they're not like, no, I don't know, though. I don't think so. I guess to each their own. Needless to say, if they're if they're coming to a town near you, check their check their tour schedule. Would highly recommend. They're on, they were on fire, and I'm sure they'll be a great time if you get a chance to see them. Yeah. And then the only other thing I wanted to get into, which segues into some Vinyl Friday recaps we have later, was I uh, wanted to acknowledge the the passing of former Wings lead guitarist, Denny Lane. Uh, he passed away a, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and we did a Vinyl Friday on on Wings, which, we'll, like I said, we'll get into. But, you know, I know both of you guys are big, you know, Beatles, Paul McCartney, Wings fans. So wanted to open up the floor to just talk about the life and celebrate the life of uh, of Denny Lane. I have been blasting Go Now this week. Great song. Little Moody Blues. He wrote that when he was pretty young. Yeah, I think he's, uh, I don't, I think he's pretty underrated. He's like, uh, he's he's one of those musicians that just plays everything. Piano, bass, guitar, and the wings whenever Paul McCartney would play uh, piano, he'd jump over to bass. Uh, he played piano on Go Now. He pretty much did everything. And he co-founded two great bands. Yeah, I mean, there's people that argue that, like, that Paul McCartney and Wings is a Hall of Fame rock band. I would say so. I would say so. I feel like people don't talk about him like they're, it's like, it's Paul McCartney and Wings. Like, Denny Lane is, you know, a musical giant in his own right. So, I feel like sometimes he gets lost in the shuffle. But, you know, if it wasn't for him, I don't know if the band would have been as successful as it was. So, no. Well, because his first album, McCartney 1, was just like, okay. It has maybe I'm amazed. And then McCartney 2 is okay. And then Ram is like just him. And Well, well, I'm pretty sure that Denny was. I'm pretty sure Denny Lane wasn't even on the first couple of like Paul McCartney no. solo albums. No, he wasn't. I don't yeah, think... so then Band on the Run comes out and it's like this massive hit. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the first iteration of like Wings. So like McCartney and Ram are him so are just Paul McCartney and Linda McCartney. Yeah. And then yeah. Wildlife, which was released in nineteen seventy one, is the first Wings album, which is not really like very commercially successful and like that was his first time playing with paul mccartney it was 1971 man i gotta get steve up he should have gotten that to you earlier i know i know that's He's okay that's okay it's holiday season he's moving a little slow i won't i won't give him too much uh flack so um but yeah Holy just wanted shit. to give a uh give a salute to denny lane big fan and like i said we'll get into it a little bit later with the vinyl friday recaps but you know, another musical giant has passed us by, unfortunately. So I guess with that, Mike, I'll I'll kick it over to you to uh, inform the fans and listeners what yeah, you've been man. up to and uh, well, also go through your favorite segment. Yeah. Um, you know, my brain is fried. 
we have one more week of school left, and I feel like I've been half asleep every day. I got my best friend and roommate, Steve, in the studio tonight. Let's just hope he doesn't overstay his welcome or else I'm going to kick him out. Um, currently, he's he's okay. He's just sitting there playing some video games, but, you know, he's got to get our stats sometimes, so. But he's he's doing fine, um, doing a good good job at work. We both are. So I know some of the fans care about Steve, so I got to talk about him a little bit. Um, no, yeah, I'm 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 alive. I'm living. You know, we're fine. Um, but I will jump over to my favorite segment because there's just not a hot, whole lot going in my life besides getting Baldur's Gate three, one game of the year. I got it. Me and my buddies have been playing it. Uh, but now for my favorite segment, brought to you by Molson. Canada's favorite ale or lager. No free ads. No free ads, of course. Um, I've been drinking a lot of Molson and Big Deal Brewing by the uh, the Chicklets boys. But to start off, let's go 1967. In this day in music history, December 22nd. History, history, history. history. Uh, Pink Floyd played their last major show with Sid Barrett at the Olympia in London. The event also included Jimi Hendrix, The Who, Eric Burden and the Animals, Soft Machine, and many others. Um, In 73, Elton John began a two-week run at the top of the UK album chart with Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, which we talked about recently. Great album. In 84, Madonna scored her first number one hit in the U.S. with what song? Take a guess. I would say uh, Material Girl. No. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't know many yeah. Madonna songs and you named both of them. She's, so. like, <laughs> she's got like three songs that popularity knows. Oh, I mean, I know on. she's she's huge in the 80s, but like was how like many songs? Like a virgin? Like, Is that the one? It, was, it was like a virgin, yeah. Well, she's got Vogue. And... I don't know Vogue. I'm not a I'm not a huge Madonna fan. Well, either am I, but she uh she's got bangers. Yeah. Sure. Um in 2010, Abbey Road was officially recognized for its cultural and historical importance nice. and given grade two status by the UK government. What does that um, mean? What is grade two? Uh <laughs> Steve, special. get on it. Steve, get on it. He'll he'll get the answer to me. Um in 2014, Joe Cocker died at the age of 70. R.I.P. From lung cancer. And then born on the 22nd, Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick, Robin and Maurice Gibb from the Bee Gees, um, Jordan Sparks, and Megan Trainer. Good boy. Nice. All about that bass, man. No trouble. And that concludes my favorite segment, brought to you by Molson, Canada's favorite lager. No free ads. That was a that was a good one. I uh I didn't know there were so many big birthdays coinciding yeah. with the holidays. That's mm-hmm. that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, big big Gibb family fan over here. You know, gotta love the Bee Gees. Um, you know, a little staying alive, a little Saturday night fever action. So how um, how, how can you mend a broken heart? Yeah, exactly. How so can you mend a broken heart? I don't uh, I don't discriminate against any Gib. I'm I'm a fan of all four actually. So I think there I think there's only one alive still. So Barry. Barry. Barry's Barry's holding the family torch. He's keeping it burning. So cool. Well, I guess if there's nothing else, I think we could probably transition into a little vinyl Friday recaps. So very very topical vinyl Fridays this go around. Um so we could probably start it off. We alluded to it a little earlier, but a couple of weeks ago, by the time you're listening to this episode, we featured the breakthrough groundbreaking Wings album, Band on the Run. So to give a couple of quick hit and facts, uh, Band on the Run was released in November 1973. So just had its 50th anniversary. Uh, it was the third studio album of the band Wings. And as I mentioned, it's a it's con- widely considered a groundbreaking album, um, and it's also the album that almost never happened. Uh, two band members quit right before principal recording started, 
the demo tapes were stolen in South Africa when Paul McCartney and Denny Lane were mugged uh, in the streets. And they actually had to go back to the recording studio and Paul McCartney had to rewrite all of the songs uh, by memory, and which is a testament to the amazing musician that he is. And, you know, somehow through all that adversity, they were still able to produce arguably one of the most critically and commercially successful albums of all time. Um, and I think this album can be summarized in a couple of words in that I think it truly solidified Paul McCartney as a solo artist outside of the Beatles. So, you know, I think I think most of the most people are in agreement that like John Lennon and George Harrison were given a little bit more of a runway than Paul after the breakup of the Beatles. And it took him a long time to uh, to get in the good graces of the critics. You know, we don't really care about the critics on this show, but they're still important. And I think this album definitely helped put Paul McCartney on the map as a solo artist. So. You know, with all of that in mind, I know you guys are big fans of this album, so you know, curious to get your thoughts on it. Hmm. Um, first side, band on the run, followed by Jet, Bluebird, Mrs. Vanderbilt, and Let Me Roll It. Unbelievable. And yeah. Mamunia, Mamunia, great song. That's like the only words. <laughs> I mean, this I think this album is so great just because it has the hits, but it also has an awesome mm-hmm. deep cuts. So I think my favorite deep cut on this one is definitely Picasso's Last Words. Uh, it's a, literally a song about the last words that Pablo Picasso spoke on his deathbed, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, big, big fan of that one. I like 1985. That's my favorite deep cut. Last song in that one. Yeah, yeah big, he, played big the, he played that live. It's, I don't know why, because it's not a big Paul McCartney song, but he plays it live and it's pretty great slaps yeah what do you think dexter well i you know i started listening to these this album and other albums years later because as i mentioned i think the first time i was on this show i i lived outside of the united states for a number of years when the beatles were uh kind of towards the the end of their career and I was still a pretty young kid when they first came out in the early 60s but um obviously you know band on the run was a huge song they had a number of big hits on this album but I probably didn't start listening to it until maybe the the mid to to late 70s um so when it first came out you know I didn't really listen to a whole lot of music we didn't really play music in our house we didn't have a stereo and uh, it wasn't until i kind of got into high school where i you know started maybe listening to more music uh my junior and senior year so but this was a huge album i mean thinking back when it first came out band on the run was an, an enormous commercial success yeah the other thing i wanted to highlight on this one is the the cover art you know last episode we were talking about the uh art studio hypnosis they were influential in this uh album cover and i guess you you probably know this one already but i'll give you a trivia question what famous actor is on the cover of the album oh i know a famous actor oh come on come on huge right in the middle yeah what uh what uh types of uh, movies did he make oh, everything horror he's movies in, dramas he's in one of the best film franchises sorry of two of the best film franchises of all time yeah top five film french film franchises of all time he's in two was of them. A, really was it a and he is a groundbreaking horror film star too yeah. early in his career and, and he's, he and the he's British in a, military. And he was in a metal band too, right, Mike? Yes, he was. Yeah, he made a metal was it, Christmas was it, album. Got, was it Sean Connery? No. No. It's Christopher Lee. Christopher oh, Lee. Oh, I did hear that. I have heard Sad that. Count yeah, Dooku, so he, he played uh, Dracula, right? Yep. Uh, I think he played. I think he played Monster of Frankenstein, too. 
If I'm not, I, I don't quote me on that. I think that's what he did as well. Uh, and he made a metal him. Christmas album too. And, and he was in a James Bond movie. He was yes. the man with the golden gun. So RIP Christopher Lee. Very big, big fan. Yeah. He's on the album cover. It's uh, really? for those oh, that I don't know, it. it's the, uh, it's the band. Oh, in like a, Yeah. You can get into it. It's a uh, jingle hell instead of jingle bells. Uh, he has a heavy metal Christmas with the little drummer boy and silent night and a heavy metal Christmas too with jingle hell. Yeah. And he's, he he's also in a metal did the darkest carols faithful sing. Yeah. I love Christopher Lee. Yeah. He's on the cover with the rest of the band and they're like prisoners escaping jail and like a spotlight. So well, pretty cool. Go back and look at that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's right in the middle. It's very obvious once you know it, he's in there. So any uh, any other thoughts, parting shots on this one? I mean, like I always say, it's tough to talk about an all time classic. But if you're a vinyl collector, this is definitely one you're going to want to get in your collection. Mm-hmm. So. Notice it's a suggestion, though. It is a you should not a this is definitive. You have to get this. Nothing else matters in the world. It's a suggestion, guys. Some people get offended by that. Yeah, oh, boy. Yeah, we don't <laughs> offend any fans or anything like that. So, all right, we could probably transition into our next recap here. So, you know, also topical, um, and it's the Black Keys album, El Camino. So, again, to give a couple of quick hint facts, uh, the album was released in December 2011, so also around this time. Uh, and it was the seventh studio album of the Black Keys. Also a groundbreaker, uh, very influential album. Uh, they followed up their highly successful album Brothers that was released in 2010. And I think they built arguably probably a greatest hits album. You know, when you when you package that with Brothers, I think that's it contains yeah. almost all of their biggest hits. On this one, you have the title, uh, you have Lonely Boys. Or Lonely Boy, Little Black Submarines, and Gold on the Ceiling, and plenty of other good deep cuts. Um, and like I said before, too, I, I think this album really highlights the band's like combination of sounds, including like rock, soul, glam rock, hard rock, and like I think it's just a you know, and you if you close your eyes and you think about the Black Keys, probably the first song that comes to mind is an album that's or a song that's on this album. I can't even speak right now. Um, but yeah, I guess with that, I'll uh, I'll open up the floor, get your guys' thoughts on uh, El Camino. Well, it came out in 2011, but I wasn't really into them until uh, Stephen Schmidt, because he was a huge Black Keys fan, and we used to, you know, take him to tennis back and forth, and he used to drive me home from tennis, and so like the Black Keys El Camino reminds me of like early high school for some reason, freshman and sophomore year. Because we used to listen to that in the car all the time. Oh, like yeah. you and me. Big so that's, that's what it reminds me of. Um, and Lonely Boy, Gold on the Ceiling, Little Black Submarines are just iconic songs. I used to play Lonely Boy on the guitar all the time, too. Yeah. I think that the fact that that's the opening track, and yeah. it's arguably their most successful song of all time, like that opener where it's just like he lets the get that one note just like, open up with the distortion and then just goes into that iconic guitar riff that is yeah big big fan so you know if you know you know sort of thing like like i said if you close your eyes and think about the band i'd say nine times Mm -hmm. out of ten it's probably a song that is on this album steve's a huge black keys fan too catch him listening to it once in a while even even steve likes the keys so yeah well, I'm going to have to go back and maybe start listening to some of their music because for a long, long time, uh, if it wasn't, uh, you know, classic rock from the uh, 70s and early 80s, I wouldn't even give it a try. I so, feel like you would like it. It's yeah, not it's not like Green Day or, or like that kind of alternative, like punk alternative. It's it's uh, it's pretty easy listening, actually. Like those well, big hits. Knew, when I knew you were doing it for Vinyl Friday, I started going back and listening, and I did. I did recognize Gold on the Ceiling, but I might have to listen. You know what to you it. should listen to? Uh, uh Cornell seventy-seven. Good. Okay. 
All right. All right. I think we're getting off yeah. track. Yeah. If you, I think that the Black Keys are a band that is very appeal. That's. I think it's it bridges older generations of rock, yeah. classic rock fans, like with the younger generation. Yeah. Um. You know, I think if you like Foo Fighters, uh, you would like the Black Keys a lot. Like it's it's heavy. It's like blues, it's, it's more bluesy. It's, than it's a lot more bluesy and like soul and yeah. mu- and rock and classic rock vibes. Um, so and it's it's a lot of heavy drums and guitar because the two guys that are in the band, uh, Pat Carney and Dan Auerbach, like they play the drums and the guitar. So it's yeah. very. I would say like the the vocals are definitely like dialed back on a lot of their songs and like the guitar and the drums are definitely on the forefront. So, yeah, yeah. I think you would I think you would like it a lot, Dad. So I'll send you a couple of their albums. You can check them out. There you go. Yeah, I'll send you Banana Phone by Rafi. Hey, thanks. I know that's one of your all time favorites. It is. Truly. The last thing I wanted to touch on with this one is uh, the so the, the album is called El Camino, which. If you're a car guy, you know that El Camino is a very iconic car. Right. And as a joke, you know, the album is El Camino, but the, the car on the front cover is like a beat up old like Dodge minivan from like the ni- early 90s. And then it's a gatefold cover and you open it up and it's just all shitty vans. Like that's what <laughs> the whole album cover is just littered with these old crappy vans that they just went around town finding old vans and taking pictures of them. And that's the album cover. So it's kind of funny. So, but I guess with that, you know, not to bury the lead any further, shall we get into our Christmas song snake draft here? Oh baby. That's why I'm here. I think I'm going to win. I have the ultimate list. Yeah. So as we said in the beginning, you know, we just had a snake draft, I, uh, as many fans will know, but around the Christmas time, we figured you guys would be traveling, going to see friends and family, um, and we wanted to give you an extra long episode to get you s- through some of those longer days on the road or at the airport. So, um, like I said, we have a Christmas song snake draft. Um, we'll get the order going here in a sec, but just to establish the ground rules so that the fans know, um, it's five rounds five christmas songs it can be from any era you know crooner music new music covers originals whatever you want um the only rule is that you cannot repeat the artist and song combination so like we could draft the same song like little drummer boy like you know each of us could have that song but it has to be by a different artist let me just tell you about the little drummer boy before we start. That no, son no. of a gun woke baby Jesus up. All like, right. you right. just got to let that baby sleep, man. All right. And he's all pumping, pump, pumping around. All right. So uh, we'll go. I'll establish the order. I have a random number generator up right now. Um, so, Dad, to kick it off, you will have the first overall pick. Nice. Nice. Well, I thought maybe when we each grab our number one pick, uh, I'll, I'll kind of build it up and, and you you can wait until the end to guess, but see if you can guess what it is. All right. And I'm going to grab you're gonna, this. Wait, 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 wait. We got to finish the order here. Mike, oh, okay. you'll have the third pick and I'll have this. I'll have the middle. I'm in, I'm sandwiched in between you guys. So, yeah, dad, the, the right. floor is yours for the first overall pick. One All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna grab this one right away because I, I I don't know if you guys would take it, but if you did, I'd be totally heartbroken. So I gotta snag this first. So th- I, th- this is a classic Christmas Carol. Uh, there's a lot of Christmas Carols out there that are good, either uh, you know one of a kind or artists singing you know older songs but this one's classic and you normally don't hear a lot of artists singing one this this particular song but i will say that the way this artist sings it and th- this is a hall of fame recording artist matter of fact in the hall a couple of times not only with 
a band, but a solo artist. And this might be probably the only Christmas song that I actually go and try and find and listen to, because I very rarely will ever hear it on the radio. I never hear it on holiday classics on Sirius Radio. I have no idea what the song is. Jesus. (laughs) But the way this artist sings the song, it is just mesmerizing to me. The song is Silent Night. By who? Do you know who it is building it up? No idea. Two-time Hall of Fame recording star. Probably arguably the greatest female rocker of all time oh stevie nicks stevie nicks singing silent night i'm gonna be completely little respect if (laughs) folks if you haven't heard this rendition (laughs) she's sung it many times with different artists but go and listen to it Nice to make a whole biography about her. Why won't you? <laughs> with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. So no, that's I'm my gonna number be, one. I'm going to be Jeez. completely honest here. I'm sorry. I what was, was your not, pick again? It's the pick is Silent Night by Stevie Nicks, by Stevie and I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't. There wasn't even on my list. It's a great version. Yeah, it's thank a great God, version. man. Thank God. And now knowing that, that you, this was the version that you were building up all week, it totally makes sense because you're a huge Stevie Nicks fan. But I'm gonna be yeah. completely honest here. That one was safe with you. That was not yeah, on my man. list. By you were gonna get that in the right away. We keep that. Hey. All right. All I got to say is you, you did your scouting. You looked at all the prospects out there. You yeah. went to a lot of uh, a lot of pro days. You had yeah. your big board, and you took the one that you yeah. wanted 1-1. I so. had to grab it quick. <laughs> I knew my Well, hey, it, I have heard right. it. I, I think it's a great version. Uh, happy that you have it on your board because yeah. I know you would have been very disappointed if yeah, you didn't get it. But you, you just drafted Daniel Jones with your first pick. I think it's a great version. I'm glad you got it on your board. So, yes, Silent Night, Stevie Nicks, that is the pick. Um, Hey, well, all I got to say is before I transition into it, you know, I was not expecting it um, in the sense that I feel like you're much more of an old school Christmas music guy. Um, But, you know, I I guess, like I said, I'm just surprised a a newer uh, artist. I guess Stevie Nicks isn't new, but. Uh, and a rock artist is uh, rendition is the first one off the board. So well, she's a songbird. Yeah. All right. All right. Song goat. I will. I will. I will take the the uh, the podium for my first pick. Um, this was another one easy decision for me. This is my favorite Christmas song of all time. Um, and I went back and forth a lot on which artist I thought does the best rendition of it. Um, and I, I listened to a couple of different ones over the course of the week to really solidify which one I thought was the best. And I, I landed in this camp. He's a very iconic uh, artist when it comes to Christmas music, but a good artist in his own right as well outside oh, of Christmas. I'm going Oh Holy Night by Nat King Cole. Nice. Unreal. I think, I think not even best. on my not even on my depth chart. Nice selection. Hey, it's a it's the best version in my opinion. It's my favorite Christmas song, like I said. So I wanted to make sure it was my one one. Um, I think that this song, like he, his tone and his his singing voice is uh, a perfect blend for this very emotional song. And the chorus in the background at the end, when it fall on your knees. Like that gets me going every time. So, uh, yeah, Nat Nat King Cole piping up "Oh Holy Night." It's my uh, first round pick here. Well, let me tell you, I'm glad you didn't pick mine. I'm coming out with an absolute heater. A bang. Wait, 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 wait. Before you pick, uh, I strategically buried a couple of songs on my big board because I thought you were going to pick them right away because 
for those that don't know, Mike is very selective when he comes to his Christmas music, in my opinion. He's got a couple of versions of songs that he sticks to his guns on. So, Niels to save, I'll, I'll let you have the podium. I'm very interested to see if you come out one uh, in the first two rounds with both of the songs. I, I think, think you're, you're going to know play. what I'm coming out with. It has I to be the greatest Christmas song there is. It makes $6.16 million in yearly revenue, according to a 2021 study. Don't you dare grab this song. 423 million streams by the pop queen of the 90s herself, Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas is you. I left it off my big board for you. It's an unbelievable song. Number one, as is. Say what you want about the song, it slaps. And. I do get sick of it by the time the Christmas season is over because and it's it just comes back on and you're like, man, it, it comes back on next year. And I'm like, damn, this song is awesome. So it's the only Christmas song I played in class for the kids. So do we come back to me? No, it's me. Yeah. Mike gets year? two picks. All right. So. All right. So this, this Christmas song actually came out this year, uh, this month, actually December 1st, I fell in love with it. The minute I heard it, it's wiggly, wiggly Christmas by the wiggles. <laughs> no, it's, that is not your thank, pick. Thank God Mike's picking me. <laughs> no, it's not it. It's not your it. hands is not off the chess piece, I hope. That's no, not your pick, is that, it? My hand is not off the chess piece. Um, I had one that I think you might have thought that I was going to draft, but I'm smarter than that, and I'm not going to draft it. I'm actually going to go with what I actually personally think is my favorite Christmas song. I wanted to go with a heater because I'm trying to win here. You know, when you draft a team, right, you got to draft a star, the the face of the franchise. All I want for Christmas, Mariah Carey, but secretly the face of the franchise is not always your favorite player. Right. Like, right. It could be a stud left tackle. I'm saying I was a huge Marvin Harrison fan as well as a Peyton Manning fan. Peyton Manning's my guy, but like, you know what I mean? I'm going to go with my favorite Christmas song of all time. I heard it for the first time in the Santa Claus with uh, Tim Allen back in the day. It is the but but white Christmas by the Drifters. Oh, good one. Good one. I think it's the best nice. version of white Christmas. Right, yeah, that's a great one. And it's in that movie. It's classic, classic too. When he's cooking the turkey and the turkey's burning, and he's got to stick the, 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 the whatever it's called, the fire extinguisher at it. And then yeah. they go to Denny's. Yeah. <laughs> classic. Big fan. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. That's not the direction I thought you were going. Exactly. Might surprise you there, Dexter Jr. I know. I, I thought you had two songs that you were going to go snag up right away. Um, so I'm a little thrown off here. Don't necessarily know what to do. Um, I think I can save this one for the end. It is one of my favorite Christmas songs. Um, so, but it's not a household name, I would say. So I'm going to save this one till the end because I don't think either one of you will take it. Um, so I'm actually going to go. Um, well, I should have prefaced this at the beginning. My lit, my the theme of my lit uh, list and my big board is mostly classics. Um, you know, as I've alluded to on this show before, I'm a bit of an old soul. So a lot of my songs and versions of songs are from crooners and and uh, older artists. Um, but I also went with what I thought was the uh, the best version of that song. So not necessarily maybe my favorite rendition, but what I believe is the best version, the one that you hear on the radio uh, most often. So um, I'm actually going to go with Silent Night as well, but I'm going by what I consider is the the most iconic Christmas uh, artist of all time, and that's Bing Crosby. Nice. Proud of you, girl. Nice. All right, I'm going to get right into it because I got a nice meatloaf waiting for me for dinner and I haven't eaten yet. So, ah, get the meatloaf. Get the meat. I'm going to pick one here that um, 
I'm go I, I gotta go with this one. I'm going um Holly Jolly Christmas by Burl. Oh, you dog. Yeah. You dog. I had that one on my list. Have a Holly Jolly Christmas. I think uh, I was I was between Silent Night and Holly Jolly Christmas, and I, I didn't know if it was gonna get back to me and Neil's to say you snatched it up there. Yeah. So well, it's a good thing that wasn't on my list. Nowhere yeah. near. Yeah, for those right, that don't I know, get... it's from Rudolph, the the right. old school claymation movie, and it's iconic Burl Ives. Big fan. Um, so. I get to go again, huh? You do. I'll trade picks with you, dude. All right. Well, I gotta go old school again. I I, I so I, I grabbed the Burl Ives one uh, for uh, Have a Holly Jolly Christmas. Um, I've got to go Jimmy Durante with Frosty the Snowman. Who the hell is that? Watch the uh, watch the animated Frosty the Snowman. He sings the song. Okay. Who is this? Jimmy, Jimmy Durante. Kevin Durant's Italian cousin. Frosty the Snowman. Oh yeah, I know this version. That's the yeah. that's see that's the version that is the most iconic in my opinion. Right. right so right. big 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 fan. You got right. two classics on. You got a lot of classics on your list here. Needless to say. Um. All right. I'm in a I bit of so a bind. Many. I'm in a bit of a bind. Yeah, there really is a lot. Um. And I'm finding it hard. To decide on if I want a, a song that I like or a song that is iconic um, and that will play on the graphic. Um, I think I'm. I think I'm going to go with one. I'm going to go with one that I think is one of my favorites here. And I think I'm going to go with Snow. Uh, by Bing Crosby and uh, Rosemary song. Clooney. Oh, that yeah, is a Christmas a song. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, this it is. It's from White Christmas. Uh, yeah. As one of my neighbors uh, told me at church last week, uh, that that's a banger. That is a banger. Snow, snow, snow. It won't be long before we run in there with snow. So right, yeah, right. not probably not a household name, and maybe that sinks me on the on the uh, on the graphic. But I'm going with it. I'm I'm a huge fan, and uh, glad it's on my list. There you go. Well, glad you guys didn't pick this one. I'm uh, I'm going with an absolute classic. I believe this artist wrote this song. Uh, died on Christmas. Rest in peace, Mr. George Michael. I'm going with Last Christmas by Wham. Oh, that's a good Ooh, one. Good one. Big fan. Now, I'm kind of in a pickle here because I got a couple I could pick from. But I think I'm going to shock you. Uh, I'm going to go with a surprise pick here. I'm going to go with Santa Claus is Coming to Town by the Jackson 5. Ooh. I just thought about it, and I pivoted. So I, I called one of my picks up, and uh, I was like, you know what? We wanted to go with you. You didn't do well enough in the combine, so we're taking our talents elsewhere. I am uh, I'm surprised you went with that version because – there's one for Santa Claus is oh, coming boy. to town oh, sitting no! out there. Yes. Oh, it is sitting out there oh, right for the picking. And uh, I was oh, going to go, bro. I was going to go in another direction and uh, with this next pick. And uh, you just, you, you steered me in the right direction. Neil's saying you left it out there for me. So I'm also Man. going Santa Claus is coming to town. But I'm going by Bruce Springsteen and the E Street oh, Band. Oh man, you grabbed that one. That was my next it's a one. Good one. You it's you good left one. it out there for me, and uh, I love Bruce. I'm happy man. to have him and the E Street Band uh, on my list. That, that is that is one of my I only play songs. 
That is on my list. I, I, that's why when you said Santa Claus is coming to town, I was like, oh, he's go- definitely going Bruce. And then we said Jackson 5, I was like, oh, But the boy. Jackson 5 one is still really good, though. Oh, little, little Michael. You, you got to love little Michael. So, yeah. big fan. But, yeah, you, you, you gave that one to me on a silver platter. I was well, going to go in a completely different direction, okay. and uh, you made it easy on me. So, it wasn't even on my list. Not on the big board. It was a it was a prospect that shot up the shot up the draft board out of nowhere. So I'm happy well, to have you, him on my good list. Good thing you grabbed that because that was going off my board next. Well, the floor is yours. So all right. Well, I I'll get trade two, you. and there are I'll there are you. so many Christmas songs that I love. As I said at the beginning of the show, Christmas songs are my. I look forward to them come November first every year. So. I, I've got so many to choose from here, but I'm going to go with one original. This oh. this song was uh, was written by this band, and the harmony they do on this song is incredible. Oh, I know, unbelievable. I'm going Little Saint Nick by the Beach Boys. Oh. Had it on my list. Had it on my list. So that's it's a great one. song. That's a banger. And. I mean, there's so many I could choose from, but I'm going to give this woman, because you normally don't think of her doing Christmas songs like this, but this is just a beautiful, beautiful song. Listeners, find it, listen to it. It's Where Are You Christmas by Faith Hill. It is just a absolute beautiful song. And her voice I'm more of a fan of Destiny Canyon. She does a good one. Yeah. That one went came out. Of, that was another one that was not on the big board. I well, did not see that so one coming. There's so many I could choose from. And I hope you guys at the end of this give me a chance just to rattle off the rest that haven't been chosen. Oh, we're definitely yeah, going to have a long I'll session trade of honorable you, mentions. I'll trade you Steve for your last picnic. No, because I'm going to... I think I know what you want, and I'm gonna give it to you. Um, I don't think you know what I want. Take it. I don't think I you think know. I'm, Take it. Take it. I'm not I don't going think you know. to. You don't know. So I'm again. I'm I'm caught between a rock and a hard place with two songs that I'm staring down the barrel of. One is a very iconic song by a very iconic artist. The other is an iconic artist singing a song that I don't think is. Uh, Needless to say, is on the big board, but it's an iconic artist. Um, and I've already gone with one a little bit out of left field with snow, and I don't really know what to do. So, you know, keeping with the theme, uh, actually, no, I just, I got to get some chalk on my board, I think. And uh, I'm going to go Jingle Bells by Frank Sinatra. Bells, holiday, J-I-N-G-L-E, Bells. Yeah, that's my favorite version of that, of Jingle Bells, is by Frank Sinatra. So happy to have uh, old blue eyes on my my board. And uh, happy to have an iconic song, Jingle Bells, to round out my list here. So I don't I don't think you knew what I was going to pick because I changed my mind. And I think I I do know what you were going to pick. Not what do you think I was going to pick? I'll let you go in that because yeah. I don't want to spoil your pick. Well, but I, this song was I'm surprised you haven't picked by this, this band, written by this Hall of Fame rock band. Okay. The Eagles, please come home for Christmas. Oh, that's a great, that's a great song. That's a great song. Is that what you thought I was gonna pick? No. Because we're done. That is not oh, what oh. I saw come. That I. I I I kind of want to go one more round. If you guys want to go one more, oh, I'll go one more round, baby. Now, now we can agree fine. one more round, one more round for the boys. One more, and I got a meatloaf waiting for me. Hey, All, right. All right, Mike, um, you can go again. I'm giving. Uh, I'm surprised that you haven't picked this song yet. So I'll. Uh, <laughs> you can go one more round, and if you don't take it, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna have, be forced to take it. Um. Well, I gotta make sure. I gotta look at my list, my list again, my big board to make sure I didn't miss any. Um, I gotta get it right because I think if if I'm correct on this, it's by one of my favorite pop artists of all time, 
Uh, we saw this guy in concert. It's what Christmas means to me by Stevie Wonder. Nice. Uh, da, 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 da. It's so good, man. That's a good oh, one. yeah. Candles burning low. Lots <laughs> of mistletoe. You know, mistletoe is also an invasive weed. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, is that the one you thought I was going to pick? It's one of no. the ones that I thought you were going to no, I was going to leave that other one off. Not good I'm, enough, man. I think I have to take it then because it's take iconic. It. Take I'm it. I'm going. Uh, and now I'm caught between a rock and a hard place again because I've been staring at this song, not the one that you're thinking of. Take this it. other one the entire time, and I wanted it on I'm my list at the you. start. I know you're giving it to me. I don't I don't know if I want it. In take, take, take it. <laughs> All right, screw it. I'm going Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. No, nope, that's not what I was going to pick, you joker. No. <laughs> I'm going Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. So, yeah, that's not what I was going to pick. I thought you were going that and what Christmas means to me right out of the gate, back to back. Oh, come on, man. So, you think I'm going to leave Mariah Carey hanging? The greatest Christmas song of all time? All right, Dad. Round it out with the extra bonus round here. I just get one pick, right? One pick. That's it. All right. Make it well, count. This is your last one. The song was chosen before, but the guy that you picked to sing it, I think that there's another artist that does a, a better version of it, and that's Bing Crosby. I have to go White Christmas by Bing Crosby. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's my favorite version of that song. Um so glad that that that's very appropriate that that rounded out out the draft here and uh, I would uh like all to the people up, uh, a couple that I have on my list that we we got to go for honorable mentions. oh we, there's so thought. many we got to go yeah, honorable yeah. mentions for sure Especially so since you guys invited me on this show to talk Christmas songs yeah we got to also give the fans I, songs to listen to around the holiday season our recommendations so. Yeah. You mind if I just rattle off four or five yeah, of them? Yeah, go, go, Dexter. As go. many as you want. All right. Well, I do really like Marilyn Ma- Maxwell doing the duet with Dean Martin. And I know it's a song that's been on the radio, off the radio, but baby, it's cold outside. That's Classic. A, that, that's a good one. Uh, this one here, uh, really old-time guitar player, uh, Chuck Berry. Uh, you gotta oh, run, yeah. love run Rudolph run. That's a good Add one. it on my list. I thought about I that for my you, actual uh, I wish you a Merry Christmas by Bing Crosby. Uh, that's a good one. Um, again, a country singer. If you haven't heard the song, "Do You See What I See" by Martina McBride. Mm. Great Christmas song. This one, I just, I, I love kind of the opening. It's it's John and Yoko singing Happy Christmas. That's a good one. song is Buns. Great song, Mike. Come on. No, uh, he's just crapping on the world, man. And then no, he's hiding and then this, this one you hear on the radio all the time, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee. That was one that I thought about picking, and I just it just kept slipping down my board because there were other ones in front of it. So... I feel like I could have taken that instead of those. Which is like jingle, but jingle, but jingle all the way. And then I, I, I just have two more. <laughs> I'll give you the artist and see if you can guess the uh, song. But right. uh, Thurl Ravenscroft. What? what is that? A Skyrim character? <laughs> You're a mean one. Oh yeah, I had it on my list. Had it on my list. You that's really a, are a tease. That's just a uh, that's just a great Christmas song. And then to round it out, kind of one of my silly ones. You gotta love Christmas. Don't be late by the Chipmunks. <laughs> Alvin, old Alvin, hey, Alvin, <laughs> old Alvin. So I and I was thinking about it all day. And like I said, I was by fourth hour today. I thought I was going to fall asleep in my chair. I don't remember any of the conversations I had with the kids. 
but I like Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues. Nice. Uh, that's Good a great one. one. Um, I uh, was thinking about Step Into Christmas by Elton, but I didn't go with it because I was like, whatever. Step Into Christmas. Um, I saw on my list as well. Uh, let's see. Before Run you pick the next one. Definitely one of them. Before you pick the next one, you brought up the Pogues. I think we would be remiss if we didn't uh, oh, give yeah. a tip right. of the cap to uh, Shane McGowan, lead singer of the Pogues. So, yeah. or lead guitarist of the Pogues. Yeah. So, R.I.P. Shane, there, musical icon. Yeah. So, 100%. yeah, great song, great band. I like the Michael Bublé Christmas songs too. Those That's are always good. good. He does he does yeah. a great job. Yeah, not not a lot of boob on our on our lists here. Nobody had. Yeah. I was surprised nobody went with a song by the Boob, the Canadian legend. He's good. I think uh, Ariana Grande does a good one of Santa Tell Me. Santa Tell Me. Ba, 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 ba. That's a good man. song. That's a good newer Kelly song. Kelly Clarkson's got good Christmas songs now too. She just made a new Christmas song. Uh, I think it's Santa, can't you hear me? I think she made that like a year ago or two, and that's a good one. And how can we not include Little Drummer Boy by the Little Drummer Boy? Nice, that boy. All right, I had a long list of honorable mentions. Wanted to make sure I gave a special shout out to each and every one of them. Um, so the first, this is this is the song that I was toying with taking the entire time. One that I wanted on my list but didn't make it on because some other ones snuck their way in. Uh, I was going to pick this, and then Mike got me thinking about Santa Claus is coming to town, and I had to pick that one by Bruce. But it's I've Got My Love to Keep Me Warm, Dean Martin. I've got my love to keep me warm. That one, for some reason, always just gets me in gets me thinking about Christmas and puts a smile on my face. Uh, and I love imitating Dean Martin. So yeah. that's my favorite. That's my favorite uh, Dean Martin Christmas song for sure. Um, I I will say at the beginning, I said most of my songs were classics. I think we all could just acknowledge here that each and every one of us could have had six songs of just Bing Crosby because he's the man. Um, I had a lot of bang on my board, but I felt like it would be uh disingenuous to have every song be a Bing Crosby song. So uh, I'd rattle off a couple of my favorites here. I have I'll Be Home for Christmas. I'll be home for Christmas. Who sings that song? Bing Crosby. Let's keep you it that way. Let's <laughs> just let these be known that these are all suggestions. Right. Yeah, just suggestions. Um, and then the other good Bing Crosby one is uh, Melakaliki Maka. Oh, Melakaliki Maka is a thing to say. Gotta love Melakaliki Maka. Um, big fan of that one. Any, really, honestly, anything on the Merry Christmas Bing Crosby album, I think could have made it on this list. Um, so, and then to get into some other... Other songs that I really like, um, you got It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas, Perry Como. That's Again, surprised one. no per- Perry Como didn't make it on well, any, either one of either. your guys' lists. Yeah, big fan of that one. Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer by Burl Ives. Yeah, that's a beauty. Um, so, you know, gotta love the Burl Ives in, uh, in the old school of Rudolph. Um, another good Bing Crosby one is... Uh, where is it? Where is it? Faith of Our Fathers. Faith. And yeah, so big fan of that one. I, I can never do a good impression of Faith of Our Fathers, but that's a classic Bing Crosby one. Um, and then Jingle Bell Rock by Bobby Helms. That's like that's the a good, that's a good one. That's the classic version that everyone knows and loves. So um, and then a couple other ones quickly here, you know. Maybe it's a bit of a meme, but I want a hippopotamus for Christmas by mm, Gayla Peavy. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. I saw mommy cheating on dad. You know, that's a great one. Gotta love oh, Dominic the donkey, too. Santa Claus either, yeah. You're going the barking dogs doing jingle bells? <laughs> yeah. Um, how about Blue Christmas by Elvis? Yeah, oh, Christmas album. 
I love that one. Um, A Marshmallow World by Dean Martin. It's a marshmallow world in the winter. That's a good one. Um, And then... What about everyone's favorite, Baby, It's Cold Outside? I had that one. Dad has that. Yeah, he said that one in the the honorable mentions. Marilyn Maxwell. Um, The last... I want to just rattle off a couple also from this uh, iconic Christmas movie. Um, The first one is O. Tannenbaum by the Vince... Goraldi Trio from Charlie Brown Christmas. That's um, a beauty. That's a classic. Uh, and then, what are some other ones from that movie? Um, I'm gonna. I need Steve here, man. I need line, line. Steve, I need Steve. Steve. Steve's sleeping right now. He's taking a cat nap. No. Where is it? Here we go. I need Steve. My little drum skating. Uh, you got What Child Is This from Charlie Brown Christmas. That's a classic. And then nobody had Hark the Herald Angels Sing. I was surprised no one had that on their list. So, yeah, Neil's to say, let us know your thoughts on all yeah. these songs. Um, hopefully you enjoyed the, the honorable mentions as well. We'll have a graphic up of all of our picks, all five, including the bonus sixth round. Um, so make sure you give us a shout out on our social pages and let us know uh, which one, which list of ours you thought was your favorite. Also, comments, let us know if you think we missed any as well. We probably did because there's thousands of Christmas songs by countless artists. But uh, another draft, successful draft. I think everybody had got what they wanted, honestly. Yeah. So big, yeah, big fan. You well, think let's you take a couple or, seconds, uh, though, and acknowledge our, fa- our friends that celebrate Kwanzaa on the 26th and Hanukkah started on the 8th. Yeah. You know, we were sitting around like, should we throw in some holiday songs as well? And I honestly could not think of any Kwanzaa songs enough to fill oh, out a draft. Dreidel, 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 so. and dreidel, dreidel, dreidel is for Hanukkah. So I felt like, you know, either one of you guys could have picked those songs. We don't yeah, uh, discriminate on this a little show. Happy Hanukkah. I, I am honestly surprised the Chanukah song did not make it on any lists here, but that's another great honorable mention. Um, but, Dad, thanks for joining the show again. Glad we yeah, could uh, get I, you on as a, uh, a reoccurring look guest. Forward, look forward to seeing you at Christmas uh, on Christmas Day. Mike, look forward to you coming home. Yeah, I'll tell Steve you said hi. All right. Yeah, Steve won't be making the trip with Mike, but uh, excited to see you when you come home, Mike. It's going to be a good time. Uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa to all our listeners out there. Hopefully you had a good year. Um, big year for Atrex. We're uh, we're going to be quickly approaching our uh, the end of our first season here come early spring. And uh, just wanted to give a special shout out to our fans, you know, everyone that's helped us grow the show over this past year. And want to wish all of you a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays from the uh, from the Atrex boys here. Here, here. I agree. So I guess, Mike, with that, pleasure as always. See you in yes, a couple sir. weeks. Keep trucking. Enjoy the ride, guys. And if you get confused, always listen to the music play.